right, welcome everybody to episode five of Schumann Says. We took two weeks off for Christmas. It was a great little break, but we're back in the full swing of things. We've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, but how was your break, Coach? Uh, our break was beautiful. Uh, our president gave us a week off, said don't even come in the building. We unplugged everything, so we just uh, hung out at home. Read some books, prepared ourselves for our grandson, went down to the Belk Bowl. Uh, we were hosted by Zach Hughes and family, who uh, is an AD club member. So we went to his suite at the Carolina Panthers um, Stadium, watched the game from there. Uh, hats off to Zach and his dad. They treated us very well, even though we're sad that Bud Foster lost his last game and uh, you know, couldn't stop them, and we lost, what, 31-30, and we were able to uh, get back home. The grandson Clark came in, babysat him for about three days, went up and saw my mom with the great-great-grandson up in New Jersey, and got back here Monday and started to grind. Again, we're grinding through winter sports. Uh, like I said, we got a big track meet with over 660 participants on Saturday, 27 teams. Uh, we played Trinity last night. Um, they're number one team in the prep league. Did not do that well, so we're getting ready to regroup and get after collegiate tomorrow with a basketball game. Middle school is down in Cumberland playing today, and then they come back and play Monday. So it's been great. I think PG basketball beat Roanoke College JV today. Nice. So uh, break was great. Uh, we had a smoked turkey. Thank you, Kerry Davis and Dylan Davis for sending me the smoked turkey. We fried a turkey. We had ham. And I went to the docs yesterday. I'm still a little bit less than what I started. So I'm happy. I'm happy for the new year. Hey, man, that sounds, that sounds pretty nice. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a nice little break, you know, getting home, getting a chance to unplug um, and relax, watching football games. Um, now, when we got in here earlier today, you told me that you got some complaints about the podcast. Yes, sir. Got a few what, what complaints. Happened? Said that I had my head down too much. Need to raise my head, get some eye contact. I said, well, I was fighting a cold. You know, I had to give an excuse. Lost a little power there. Said, uh, I'll do a better job. That's why I'm big-eyed, bright-eyed, looking at the camera right now. <laughs> had a few comments. People said, uh, a couple of friends of mine, I said, yeah, man, check out the podcast. And I got a little feedback from them. So, uh, good. It's good to hear that people are looking yeah. and uh, people are trying to get us to do things right. So we're good. Exactly. I mean, you know, again, we're, we're still fairly new to this um, and we get better every week. But, uh, I, you know, from my perspective, I think you're doing a pretty good job. Thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into this with the NFL news. Uh, playoffs are in full swing. Coach Schumann's predictions looking pretty good so far. Good. Uh, again, if you if you haven't watched the, the previous episodes, Coach Schumann's predictions are Texans versus Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Both are still alive. Um, and it's looking, you know, again, the matchups are looking pretty favorable for them moving forward. Uh, the big story, though, is Kirk Cousins got his first playoff win. Um, do you think he'll be able to continue that and beat San Francisco? Well, first of all, you know, you love an athletic quarterback, Deshaun Watson, the play he made against Scramble to get out oh, yeah. and uh, score a touchdown to win that game was phenomenal. Russell Wilson is having a phenomenal season, even though they beat my Eagles. Um, Got to tip my tip the cap to old, uh, DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. They blew that game up. Got that going. But I was um, I was definitely rooting for Kirk Cousins. I was hoping that he could pull that off. 
Even though I'm a Saint fan, we have a player there that's doing well and leading the league and being all pro. Um, fortunately, you know, Saints got knocked off, so now we get a chance to see Michael Thomas in the Pro Bowl if everything stays up, if he commits to that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, way to go. Way to go, Kirk Cousins. Liked the offense. He was uh, proficient. Got the ball out. They had a good running game. Defense. Defense was tough. And uh, uh, I was driving back. Like I said, I was halfway back from New Jersey. I already went in overtime, and then they got it. Got the ball, got the kickoff, went on down, scored. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of Minnesota Viking fans around here. Um, so, hey, keep going. Keep keep on that track. Get in that Super Bowl. Uh, make, it a, make it an in, intriguing night. Yeah, I just, you know, for me personally, uh, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to get past San Francisco. Um you know, there's there's a, a little bit of animosity there as a, as a Redskins fan uh, going towards Kirk Cousins the way that that whole thing ended. Now, obviously, you know, I'm not as bitter as some you would see on Twitter who just want him to fail and everything. Uh, I, I was, you know, excited to see him get that win, even though I think it was pass interference on that last play, but we won't talk about that. Um, I just think San Francisco's too good, uh, and he's got to go out there and uh, get a win in San Fran. I just don't see it happening. Um, but, yeah, I think that your picks are looking pretty good right now. Like you said, uh, Russell Wilson looked phenomenal. I mean, the Eagles were dealt, dealt a tough hand, though, because Carson Wentz got hurt again. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And then everybody was picking on him about his body's not built for pro football. And, you know, he always gets hurt and stuff. But, I mean, when you got Davion Clowney falling on the back of your head, something's going to happen. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah. But I was intrigued by McCown coming in, being fired up, being 40 years old, mm -hmm. first playoff game. Um, and he had a very good completion rate. He moved the ball. They just they stalled in the red zone, and uh, they were kicking field goals. And we know what happens when you kick field goals. The other teams come back and score and win. So it was exciting to watch that. But uh, we're ready to move on. Yeah. San Francisco. I like San Francisco. You brought up the Redskins. I don't know why. I don't know why all their their players that they have don't perform well at the Redskins, even their coaches. Mm -hmm. Then they go off. They do great. Like RG3 uh, in that yeah. last Ravens game would look phenomenal. Yeah. Then I saw that um, old linebacker, Alexander. He plays for somebody. Yeah. And he was, I don't know if it's the Bills or something. They beat somebody. He was leading the pack there. So it's kind of crazy that. We can't get them going in D.C., but they go off and are uh, better players. So, yeah. And now what? Um, the head coach of San Francisco. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I mean, he had a going at Redskins. They didn't like he and his dad. They got rid of him. He's now the head coach, doing fantastic with his yeah. offense, moving up and down. Like, what is going Sean on? Sean McVay for the Rams. I Sean mean, it's – yeah, the stories – the people are – the names are endless for that list. And – Speaking of the Redskins, hopefully they may have turned it around. We hired Ron Riviera as the uh, new head coach, which is interesting because he only got fired after playing the Redskins. You know, he got fired because he lost the Redskins. Now he's working for the Redskins. Seems like uh, a pretty good hire to me. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I like uh, Ron Rivera. And I think there's a track of just, you know, if you get fired, you get recycled somewhere else. These mm -hmm. coaches coming back. But I like them at the Carolina Panthers. He turned that around and – a uh, man told me a long time ago that once you hit nine to ten years, uh, every year after that, 20% of your fan base starts to hate you. Hmm. So you can see it coming. Interesting. Um, 
he hit that nine. I think he was at the Panthers for nine years, and then the fan base started getting on him, start losing. So hey, let him rebound, let him go, bring his wisdom. And I think he's you know he's a man to man type of guy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like PG football. If you're too tough early, they're gonna quit. Yep. If you're too soft, they're gonna run over you. Definitely. So I think I think Washington had the Grudens and all those guys. You know, for a couple of years and just let them uh, do whatever, do they, whatever want. they want yeah. and complain. As soon as I heard that Rivera um, took over, he said, I'm going to be a player's coach, but I was going to be firm. He took away the gains in the locker room already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he said he's going to treat you like a man, show up on time, play hard, work hard, let good things happen. So, uh, I, I'm for Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it personally. Um, I'm just, you know, interested to see how they, you know, uh, deal in the draft and all that because he's going to have full control over the draft. So should be interesting to see how he does there. Yeah, I wonder what Josh Norman is thinking, which, you know, you know he was on the way out anyway, yep. but his former coach is now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's probably sweating a little bit. Uh, looking XFL. For, look, yeah, looking for other, <laughs> other opportunities. Um, Cowboys also made a, a coaching change, hiring Mike McCarthy from the Packers. Pretty good hire, I think. What do you think? I didn't like it at first. I was like, here's another guy that couldn't, you know, same thing. He was there, what, 11 years. Yep. Started turning on him. They got rid of him. But after um, looking at the video um, of his barn that he built, and he got some coaches together, and they worked a whole year on breaking down film, getting NFL cut-ups, and uh, writing things on the board to get, make them better. He used this year wisely. So yep. after I listened to all that, I said, well, maybe you know, this is a better um, hire than what they were asking Lincoln Riley and Urban Meyer and all these yeah, yeah. So I'm good with that. I think it's good. It's good for the quarterback, good for uh, offensive calling. He brought Jack Del Rio in right away. I met him down at the Senior Bowl when Ryan was um, – uh, down there, I think Jack was the opposing squad at Jacksville uh, Jaguars. He and I talked about uh, Ernest Wilford for, I know, 20 minutes in the lounge. Um, I think it was Jacksonville Jaguars versus Cincinnati during that senior bowl. And we were able to meet all the people and uh, all the people on uh, NFL Network and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But Jack's good hire. And uh, let's see. Let's see what he can see do. See what happens. Yeah. And uh, the last one, the last hire again, still in the NFC East, lots of moves being made. Uh, the Giants hire Patriots wide receiver coach Joe Judge as their head coach. Um, so that that guy was only there for like two years. Uh, yeah. And now yeah. he's gone. Now he's gone. Um, not surprising as, as bad as the Giants have played in the last few years <laughs> and the questionable maneuvers that guy has made. Um, but I don't really know much about Joe Judge. What do you think about him, coach? Uh, first of all, let me correct myself. Um, Jack Del Rio is with Washington. Right, right. Not Rivera Cowboys. I got, uh, got a little, still fighting the cold. Got a little mixed up there. A little senile <laughs> moment. Brain, brain, whatever. Brain we we can't all be perfect, Coach. Um, but, no, I'm good with that. I mean, sounds like and seems like to me that the old uh, New England dynasty is falling apart there. Yeah. So these guys are bailing off the staff and uh, – Trying to get a five-year contract, get things going. Um, so, you know, Belichick was, uh, what, stuck again by one of his assistants who uh, used one of his mm-hmm. loophole of the rules to get <laughs> exactly. him. So, uh, hopefully this guy's been trained well. Let him get in there and do his thing. 
I think also he's a special teams guy, and everybody preaches that, you know, if you're a special teams coach like John Harbaugh, special teams guy, they work with the whole roster. Right. And that allows them to get comfortable with everybody on the squad. So being coming out as a special teams coach, maybe he'll be able to blanket the whole squad, get them motivated, get them going, get them on offense, defense, special teams, get them ready to roll. So uh, I like the hire. Good hire there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's it, the NFC East should at least be a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. next year, I would think, yeah. um, with all these all these changes. And, you know, it's – it's. Uh, it was time to make moves for, for all three of these teams. I mean, you know, again, the Giants guy was only there for two years, but he tanked both years. So, time to move on. Um, could not keep Jason Garrett with the Cowboys. And, you know, obviously they fired Jay Gruden with the Redskins halfway through the year. So, uh, it should be an interesting year. And, you know, again, we'll keep an eye on it, see about any new hires that come in with that. Um, but we want to shift gears here a little bit and move on to the new football league that's going to start in February, the XFL. We mentioned it uh, in the last episode in passing, just kind of joking around about it, but recently they have released the uh, rule changes as comparative to the NFL. Uh, So we're just going to run down a few of those and um, see what you think about that. So the first one is the kickoff rule. Uh, The kickoff team has their kicker line up on the 20, uh, and the cover team lines up on the other side on the 35-yard line with the return team five yards away on the 30-yard line, and both teams cannot move until the ball is caught. So this is, again, encouraging teams to actually kick the ball off and, you know, hopefully maybe removing some of the danger from from the uh, the kickoff system. What do you think I like that? that. That's good. Make the, uh, make the um, yardage smaller so the impact of collisions are not that um, mm-hmm. severe. Um I like that a lot. I like the three-second rule. The ball hits the ground. You can't move for three seconds. Yep. I like it. I think NCAA tried to do that with our kickoffs where everybody have to have their uh, foot on the line. They can't move until the ball has been kicked. Right. I think they've tried to, you know, spread out, not get in a wedge style or a cover style where it's con- condensed. So I like it. I like the rules. <clears throat> I think I was the only the last time the XFL played, I was the only one that watched. I watched every game and yeah. I like their innovations uh way back when. And uh I can't wait for it to kick off February. I think it's February eighth or ninth. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be exciting. And you know, again, like you mentioned, the last time the XFL was around, the biggest innovation I remember was the Sky Cam. We had never Sky seen that Cam. before. Yep, right and in there. Now the NFL, obviously, and, and other sports use that as well. Um, some other rules that they have, there's going to be a running clock, uh, except for in the last two minutes. Um, double pass, they, they want to encourage the double pass. So a- any uh, forward pass does not count as a forward pass until it crosses the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So you can throw a pass to the wide receiver. It doesn't have to be backwards like it does – in the NFL, which is good. Um, the, yeah, I like it. You yeah. Have some creativity. <clears throat> if a receiver gets the ball and he's hemmed in, he could throw it back to the quarterback and exactly. he can launch it. So I like that. Exactly. I mean, and again, all these rules are designed to make the viewing experience better, right? Make it easier to understand, uh, make it quicker, faster paced. Um, and the one that I'm really interested in seeing uh, is, is two. One is the p- uh, point after touchdown rules. You can get a one-point conversion by going from the two, two-point conversion by going from the five, and a three-point conversion by going from the ten. 
and it's, you know, line up, run a play from that distance. If you get it, you get that amount of points. Um, that gives a lot of leeway for, you know, scoring in terms of, you know, if you're down eight, hey, you got the option to get it, right? Um, and then on top of that, the overtime rules, which looks like a shootout style, each team rotates taking a chance at scoring from the uh, five-yard line. You score, you get a point. You don't score, you don't get a point. And uh, whoever has the most points at the end wins. You get like five it. tries, it should be pretty good. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, looking back, I love faking uh, extra points. I mean, being 30-some years as a coach and mm -hmm. – Probably out of those 30 years, I would say 16 years, we never had a kicker. So we had to be creative. And uh, um, we don't, you know, uh, we don't keep any stats here. But I, I would imagine if I went back through for every um, try of two point, it wouldn't shock me that we're over 60% gain uh, with our two points here. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree. And, I mean, the double wing, the triple wing, and what we would do the last 10 years, I think Frank had in this year and so on, that we just asked, to, asked our holders, like, hey, what's your coach's name? We call his coach's name out. They line up. We hit it. Um, things that we ran some option before off of it. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's great. I think, uh, you know, gets the coach, you know, Bob, look at the how many points you got. Hey, all right, this is a one-pointer. Let's get it. Now we need three points. We need five. Let's get on to ten. So I like it. I like that. I like it. It's another, another thing to think about. Another thing. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's uh, again, designed to make the game more enjoyable to watch, which I think, at least based off the way it sounds, it's going to be pretty fun. It's not going to yeah. be slow. Only a ten-minute halftime. Um, I like it. Thing. So it should, you oh, know. How many times we say, hey, just give us 10 minutes, man. Exactly. We got to get on the bus and go. Exactly. Now, man, we got things minutes, to do. Good. We got stuff to do. We got to get out of here. Uh, get back. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, again, um, for any of you FUMA uh, followers out there, Cardell Jones is the quarterback of the D.C. team. Uh, so if you're, if, you're, if you're unsure of who to root for, that's the team to root for. Uh, hey, we're going. Oh. We're taking – we have to rent that van again that we took to Orlando. We're gonna go up to DC. I'll do it. Let's watch go. a game. You just mm. give me. You just give me the word. We can do a podcast from the Let's DC game. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be a good idea. That'd be unbelievable. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, after that, will be our podcast from the Bahamas. We haven't <laughs> forgot about that one either. Uh, that's coming I mean, down the line. <laughs> uh, so moving on right to the next thing. The next big thing coming wait, up. Wait, time out. Time out. Thinking of XFL. What do you remember about the old XFL league? Give me uh, one thing. The nicknames. Nicknames. <laughs> nicknames is a good one. Yeah. I was thinking that because I think he hate me played for the Carolina Panthers, yeah. and they sent his practice jersey up, and it had it on the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hmm. I, forgot, I forgot about that. That's the first thing I was thinking well, that, about. For me, it was the uh, the way they did the, the coin toss. Oh, yeah. That was the one, too. Kill each other. Down. On the first one, dude yeah. tears his ACL. <laughs> It's like, well, yeah. well, welcome to the sorry, XFL. <laughs> but no, that's that's. Are it. they going back to that nicknames? No. Do we know? Oh, I don't know about oh, that. I think I, nicknames are back. Oh, I do know that they're going to do um, helmet communicators in all the skill players' helmets, and that is going to be you can have access to that by the broadcast too. Ooh. So you'll be able to hear what the coach is telling the players. Oh yeah, I like that too with the uh, what the AFL. Mm -hmm. Where they had a review, they had the lady up there or the man up there 
on the audio and you can hear him talking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. He went to the ground, it moved, I don't think this is it, and they're debating it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good point. We should hear all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the more access you get to you know, yeah. the process. Get the field, man. Get yeah. in that booth. Yeah, it's good. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, man. that Let's was go. good. Let's keep it going, no, man. No, that was good. Um, yeah, so again, moving on to the next thing. The next big thing coming up is the NCAA championship game. Um, Clemson versus LSU. So, once again, your prediction coming through uh, with, with Clemson being in there. A lot of people did not think that they were going to be able to make it. Um, but that was, a, that was a hell of a game if you watched it. Um, LSU kind of kind of walked away with their game uh, against Oklahoma, um, but that's not surprising. Um, so, do you still think Clemson's going to pull it off, given what you've seen in the in the two previous games? I'm a little nervous, Same. but <laughs> I, too. I think since their running back is from New Orleans, and he's fired up uh, at ETN. Mm-hmm. He was passed over by LSU. And then Ed Oregon has already come out and said it's probably one of our worst mistakes to let him go to Clemson. And with the quarterback showing some running creativity, and I was real impressed in that game with uh, Clemson's receivers, not Mm -hmm. really watching them that much. I thought their receivers was, like, unbelievable. Tall, lanky, fast, caught everything. So um, I'm sticking with Clemson. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, again – after watching LSU and, and they basically walked all over Oklahoma, it does have me a little nervous. But uh, again, I'm not going to change my uh, prediction either. I think I think Dabo is going to be able to pull it off and go back to back. But it's going to be a test for sure. Um, it is. You know, LSU's got that that Moss kid, uh, our Moss's brother. Um, he was pretty good, uh, and they're you know like you said, their skill positions are are very strong. But Again, I don't. I, I think Clemson might have been able to walk over Oklahoma the same way. I mean, so it's hard to tell. Um, so when they come out and said, "Okay, you got LSU's pro offense with all the options, five options to every route versus mm-hmm. spread, quarterback counter, quarterback zone read." So it's it's uh, zone read spread versus NFL offense. Yeah, with two outstanding defenses. Uh, the back ends, the front ends, the linebackers, they're all solid. So it's going to be good. Unfortunately, I have duty. Oh, man. So I'm going to be walking around trying to find a TV. Well, luckily, you know, uh, we talked about it in the in the faculty meeting. All the kids are going to get to watch the game. So you should should Wait have it. Did they talk about having early CQ? Yeah. So it's going to be CQ from so 7 to 8 and then game. Don't the duty guys just do CQ now? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's all they Might do. Might be able to sneak out. There yeah. you go. I volunteered. We're gonna have to. Uh, old, we'll, we'll have to check those check those rules for coach. But uh, yeah, I Get think you may out. I think you may be safe. Somebody on make a comment as they get coached. Knees hurt. At the very least, you'll be able to watch it on on uh, one of the TVs there. Uh, I would hope, um, because you know, again, it's it's going to be a good game, and uh, the national championship is always fun to watch. You know? It is. It's. Huge. It's kind of late. It feels like this year. Am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, I think because, it's you know, a little bit late. Think yeah. about it. Thanksgiving was late, and then well, we usually yeah. have the, the the coaching convention during this time period. And yeah. It's usually like right there. Yeah. yeah. So I think they pushed it back a week. I think they did too. I think once again, I blame it on Thanksgiving being late. Yeah, the convention starts Sunday. It's in Nashville, and then uh, usually there's a uh, you know. At the convention, a room where you can buy a ticket to go tailgate and watch it yeah. Monday, and then uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. you usually leave the convention. So, mm-hmm. hats off to Nashville, hats off to New Orleans. It's always 
wonderful to have a championship game at a place where you all where, where have you been? Yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. you've been there. You know, Bourbon Street, hanging out, stuff like that. Definitely, definitely like good it, time. Right? Yeah, so, definitely a good time. So you know, you're watching the game, like yeah. When they <laughs> the shot of Bourbon Street, everybody in the middle there, like yeah, I've been there. Yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the well, best part had about Monet and all that, those oh, yeah. biscuits. So yeah. Oh yeah, you can't beat Ooh, that. Man. Some etouffee. Oh yeah. Best part about crawdads, yeah, you beat the crawdads. Best part about national championship game is ESPN when they have like the coaches' corner where they have the coaches that sit yeah, there and they yeah. and they break down the game. So I'm, I think that's one way I'm going to watch it. For sure, it's always good to get that that insight. Which uh, but the last know. game my mother-in-law called us and said, I, I can't stand the split screen. I said, Yeah, you're on the wrong channel. Yeah, <laughs> you're on the coaches' channel. Move it up one. Future show, we have a shoeman says doing that. Hey, that's not go. a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad plan. Um, Good idea. Speaking of the convention, Coach, uh, do they still do that Under Armour party at that thing? Yeah, sure do. Man, those were the days. Those were the days. That's the reason why we would drive out of Yeah, I miss those days where we were able to convince the school to send us out of that thing. Maybe we go to Orlando to go to Under Armour party. We flew to Texas. We went to Dallas. We went to San Antonio. We flew to Texas twice. Yeah. Walk up to the exhibit and say, hey, got any of those tickets? Yep. That in the huddle, we always had to go to the huddle too to make sure we got the new update or something. So, I just remember we went to we went to uh, we went to San uh, San Francisco or excuse me uh, San Antonio, and we go to this place and Bashan orders the biggest uh, oh, chicken, chicken fried, fried steak, steak I've in the ever world. seen in my life. It was probably the size of this laptop, and he's just like, "Hey, yeah, look at this." I was blown away. Still got the picture somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's out there. there go, <laughs> it's out there. It was bad. Bad. I mean, what, didn't Patrick fly in and yeah. start walking? Yeah. To the hotel? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about I that. that. That's I mean, a good Patrick, story. Frank, y'all say, man, I, I, might, I might sit this one out. Yeah, Patrick oh, got. No, we, we went to the one in Dallas. I got food poisoning on the Dallas. first night. Yeah, that was <laughs> right. Good. It's bad. Man, I was laid up in the hotel for two days. That was terrible. Dallas is for a later show. Yeah, later that's, show. That's that's a that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, so moving right along into our our normal content, talking about some Fuma news. Coach already kind of touched on some of the sports updates, um, but like you said, we have a big track meet here this weekend. Um, what else is going on, Coach? Man, we got uh, core night Tuesday night with wrestling. Oh, that's wrestling's awesome. going out tomorrow, going up to Paul to six. Up in uh, Northern Virginia, and uh, got a big old uh, tournament up there. Uh, we're feeling pretty strong that we're going to make our mark up there. Then we come back Tuesday. We have a dual meet with Woodbury. It's always a challenging uh, situation. We're having Iniesta Center. We'll have uh, here we are down here with wrestling, and then Tuesday up in our gym we'll be playing JV and prep. Basketball against St. Chris, another big-time prep opponent. Um, Monday, our, like our, our middle school team comes back out and plays VES. And I think uh, Wednesday we're off. Friday, uh, our prep team's in Charlottesville, St. Anne's. And then our track team will go to Lynchburg next weekend for the showcase in Lynchburg. So, uh, yeah, PG basketball. Yeah. Um, they will go to UNC, play their JV Saturday, even though, you know, UNC varsity is down. Mm. And Roy's about ready to have another, whatever, yeah, what, vertigo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> vertigo. Yeah. 
But uh, things are going, clicking along. I mean, we knew once we got back it would be a full slate. Mm -hmm. I think I counted up 45 events from now until uh, January 29th. Ooh. We're going to host, be on the road, so on. Uh, we had a van breakdown heading to Trinity yesterday. We jumped in the vehicles, got them in that van, got them there to start the game at, at 4.30. Uh, we were there for the 6 o'clock prep game. So we're here supporting, trying to get our guys better and trying to get as many wins as possible. I mean, we're in this to win. We're in this to have our kids grow with their planet. But, uh, you know, we, we I feel as an AD, the more we win, the more, pe more um, kids that we attract here. So that's what we got to do. Exactly right. I mean, winning brings people wanting to come here. and that's. I think that's we have an open house Saturday. We have a quarterback flying in from California. I think if we get him nailed down, we might be able to bring some more for our prep team from California. So, uh, nice. big day in the missions office. Well, it's a big day down here athletically uh, Saturday. Good, good. We're on. Any updates from the alumni uh, department there, Bashan? Uh, no, we're basically, basically, we're getting ready for – Speaker Day, which is March for March fourteenth, which is a Saturday. Any of you guys interested out there who want to come speak, give me a call. Give Coach a call. Hey, I like that. Tell us the. Uh, are we still doing the three panels? Yeah, the body, mind, and spirit panel. Yes, sir. The body is usually a sports panel. Mind is where you know little intellectual guys come in, and uh, spirit is we get the spiritual guys who went out there and they come back, come talk to the kids. So last year we had a great sports panel. Did we have Moose? Moose, um, Staples, and um, Brandon Caleb. Yeah. Moose and Staples might be back in again. They're thinking about doing it again. I told them, hey, more, we will welcome you guys back again. And like I said, if any of you guys out there that want to come speak to the cadets, it's only 45 minutes a panel. They rotate, won't last long. You can come even eat with the kids after at, at brunch. Well, we all know that that's the highlight. Oh, brun oh, yeah, brunch. Brunch. brunches. Definitely. Brunches spiked up. Man. Well, then we have the senior PG dinner where, where the seniors get pinned, their alumni pins yeah. as well, so they can stick around for that if they want to. And I do know uh, I, I talked to Matt Carmine. He's coming through. Shout yes. out to Matt. Uh, Matt Carmine's coming through. Little lacrosse, one of my lacrosse alumni. Mm. Um, so, yeah, again, like like Deshaun said, if you're an alumni who wants to participate in that, please reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, we would love to have you. Um, also, look out for um, – Alumni weekend's coming up, first weekend in May. Y'all guys, get ready. Um, we're going to have like a walk and brew tour, which is one of the things we added nice. in Charlottesville. Golf tournament, cornhole, softball on campus. If y'all got some ideas to do something else, uh, we'll we'll try to set it up. Hey, that sounds great. You know, again, we'll, and we'll definitely be plugging that as oh, yeah. it comes along. So yeah. that's not the last you're going to hear of that. But, again, if you want to come through for, for Alumni Speaker Day, please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to have you. Um, also, Coach, uh, I, I heard you mention some updates about the AD club. We got some new AD club members. Uh, yes, sir. We picked up three more um, AD club members, James Peters, um, off of Jacoby Ford's uh, class. They were chatting back and forth about how that year um, we beat Valley Forge. We were down 38 to nothing at halftime. Ooh. Uh, it was not a good scene. Parents were uh, all over us. Tell us I was playing the wrong people. So we had our 10-minute halftime went in. So this is what we got to do because at first we could not stop them. So we reshuffled the deck on defense a little bit. Chipped away at it, chipped away at it. I think it was like uh, 25 seconds left. Uh, Valley Forge scored. Um, 
They kicked off to Jacoby Ford. He buzzed down the sideline, got it to about 20, 26, 27 there at uh, Valley Forge uh, yard line. Our quarterback dropped back, threw it up. Virginia Tech signee jumped up, got it. We went into overtime. We tied. We went into three overtimes and beat them. We were down 38 to nothing. We beat them, I think it was 57-54. Man. So they had a picture posted at Facebook. I said, James, so you guys, if you want to help us out, hit the AD club. James Peters put it in right away. Boom. Awesome. Knocked it out. Awesome. Had Roger Rothwell, class of 69, had his 50th anniversary come in, uh, jumped in. Um, he's been been coming back and forth. He lives in St. Croix, and he's been coming in here using our facility. So it's been good. It's been a good. It's been a good thing. Uh, this is my one year anniversary. I started this week as AD, so I'm here. Nice. I'm here for a year, man. There we go, man. We didn't even get you a cake. <laughs> yeah, or that cake with a candle. Dang. Now, last time we got the cake, though, he yelled at the kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. But no. Um, so no, I think I'm wiser. I think we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I yes, agree. Sir. I uh, definitely agree with that. And again, if you want to um, help out and join the AD club, there will be a link in the description below. Uh, or you can just go to the Fork Union Sp uh, Athletic website right there under the Donate tab. Pretty easy to find. Um, but, yeah, if you do join, we will shout you out on the show. Uh, and, you know, we do appreciate all the all the support that we get from all of our AD, member, uh, AD club members. As always, we're going to move on to our last segment here, and that is uh, our stories from the Fork Union Vault. And this nice. year, this class, we're going to talk about, or today, we're going to talk about the class of 2005, uh, which was a pretty, pretty good class uh, when we were looking over the the roster there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a great class. We just hired Demarcus Roberson off of that class to come in and help us in the barracks. He's going to be uh, working with our commandant staff. And uh, once he gets his feet settled, uh, try to work him into coach football. Uh, he was our middle linebacker from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, led our defense. We had a pretty strong season. We were 7-4. Um, and four. We played a couple colleges that year. Um, we had Jarrell Berry, who signed with Clemson. Hats off to Jarrell. He, he graduated from Clemson, went back, was a student assistant, a graduate assistant, did all that, and I think he's now down in um, South Carolina um, in a good company, doing good things. We had uh, Philip Merling, another Clemson signee, played tight end and defensive line. Uh, it was the first guy I actually understood, and I could see him recognize, he played mad every day. He was a mean dude. <laughs> he was big, mean, and did not want to um, even – he played both ways the whole year and did not even want to get out of the game. Uh, we had Brandon Perez, um, one of the Perez brothers. We had two years straight in a uh, row of uh, um, Perez brothers. Devin Perez the year before played with you. Mm -hmm. Big, strong uh, guy out of New Sparta, New Jersey. His brother came the next year. That says a lot about our program when – one brother comes, another brother comes, so on and so on, all the way down the line. So yeah. it's good. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Brandon, strong guy. Went out to New Mexico State, had a great career out there. DeMarcus went to Shaw, won three championships, um, got some MVP honors. And uh, we had uh, Derek McPherson, who went up to Illinois, did a good job. 
So we had a lot. We had a lot of good CJ players. CJ Spiller, right? <coughs> CJ Spiller. And hats off to Norman G, who played and came back and coached, and now is going to be a specting father. Oh, yeah. Wow. <coughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, definitely. We're, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, if, if G, if you're watching this, come coach lacrosse with me, bro. We have Brian Payton, who's running back in Indiana, who's now is in the uh, recruiting area of Northwestern football. So that's good for him. <clears throat> we have Mark Parsons, who uh, switched from running back to DB. Ended up playing four years at High University at Corner and uh, getting a pro <clears throat> contract. And now he's in all kind of businesses. So uh, it's a good year, good people, and uh, we, we hope they come back. Come back on Alumni Weekend. We have Brandon Bunn, who's a familiar name. So. Yeah. We had a good guys, Ben Davies, D Haven, um, Robert D Haven. I see Brad Bryant's name on there. He was there. He was here with me, and then yeah, he stayed Brad an extra Bryant, year. Man. Brad Bryant went down to Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, he was Lala. captain actually. He was our captains. Um, Todd Hawanovich. Oh, Hawanovich! Hwan- I remember him. Yeah. Those were both two-year guys that played with me, man. Yep. I, I remember those guys. We always brought back a second-year guy. Mm-hmm. And we could get away with it. I tried to get DeMarcus to come back, but he wouldn't do it. Will Shepard, guy out of Crozet, good dude. C.J. Spillman, who we talked about. And Chris Williamson. It's a good, good, good group. We had J.C. Harmon as a coach. Oh, Coach Harmon. Coach, coach Harmon. Williams as a coach. And a legendary Virginia Tech guy, Al Clark. That's right. Al was coaching coach as well. And now Al Clark is at uh, Bishop O'Connor. Bishop O'Connor, O'Connor right. That's right. We ran into him this year, so it all comes full circle, I guess. Uh, yes, you know it. A lot of former dudes out there, Sean Clark, Al Clark, got them all going. Yeah, and I know, um, you know, I know uh, Brad Bryant specifically is a is a big supporter. Still, I don't, you know, I talk to him on Facebook every once in a while, and he's, he's Brad always, hasn't jumped into the AD club yet, but he he that. is he's he's circling around. Circling around, he's a good guy. Uh, Wilson Blakely, we need you to jump in as well. Richard Abney, you owe me. You need to jump in. I've saved you a few times here. I don't know if you remember Richard or not. No, I don't. I don't remember that one. Wild dude, <laughs> one of those wild PG guys. Typical PGs. So let's look and see see what we got. We had an incredible schedule. <laughs> they come. All right. Oh, that's junior prep. Yeah. Yeah. We had two scrimmages. We went to Ferrum College and played in like 107 degree weather, and then we went to Methodist College. <laughs> Nothing like Ferrum. Then we opened up with Bridgewater here and won that game. We got we, we we jumped into a good win streak. Avery, we beat 49 to seven. Christopher Newport, we beat Valley Forge, we beat. 36 to 7. Then we were open. <clears throat> we had a crazy game at St. Paul. St. Paul's just started their um, program back up. They had a lot of transfers. Yes. Saint a lot Paul. of dudes. Um, we lost that one 32 to 13. Then we went to the old water read, got us back on track 28 to 7. Then we went down to UNC, lost 38 21. Uh, we were heading down to Virginia Tech, and we got stuck on Route 81 in traffic, so we had to cancel, and then we, oh. we re, redid it. 
they had a Thursday night game. So we went in for the Thursday night game, uh, played Friday, won that game. Nice. I think it was 16-14, so that was a good situation. Those Blue Storm Club, we always love going to Pittsburgh and play them. We beat them. And uh, we actually, uh, I thought we, we beat Hargrave that year, but we did. We lost 35-21 oh. down in Chatham. So, uh, that Walter Reed game is always an interesting one because right. you know, you're lining up against guys that are 30 years old, grown men who grown love eating. Yeah, who love they always had to play us at home, and uh, like they were workout warriors, so they look good in their pads. And we just thought as a coaching staff that you know, <clears throat> if you send out all the JV film, they were like, "Well, you're not playing anybody." So yeah. we try to. Trick the recruiters by saying, "Man, who are these dudes right. playing?" You know, these dudes are <laughs> jacked up. Yeah, one eight studs. Plus, too, if you got hurt, they were right there to help. You. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no doctors. trainer needed on that one. No right. trainer required. <laughs> right about that. Oh man. So, so here we go. Before we wrap up, man, I got to ask you both a question. Okay. Yes, sir. We need a new. We need a new presser. You did grind now, shine later. Plank did what? Protect this house. Mm-hmm. Nike has, but just do it. We got to come up with something that's catchy. So that's we're looking for a new catchphrase. Huh? Yeah, catchphrase. new catchphrase. All right, we do need to make a new wristband. I did. Well, I, I mean, you know, you're 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 one that was always good, at, and I still love it to this day. Is don't hate us because you ain't us. But uh, love it. A lot of people come in every day. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and then and then I saw it in that one movie. Uh, uh, that James Franco movie about North Korea, he says he says it a lot. They hate us because they ain't us, and I was like, man, he must have gotten a wrist wristband. Yeah, I know. Shooting. I think he had one in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, like one of my former players is a coach down in Cortland, and he has a phrase that he always says, "raw meat." He goes into a pep rally, he starts going, "raw meat, raw meat, raw meat." I said, man, we need something like we need that for a cheers when it's basketball. Oh, oh, we don't yeah. have anything like. Let's put it out there. No, to we the, can't go F U F U. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's not going to work. Yeah. Let's put yeah. it out there to the four kings. So, yeah, uh, the, well, that's a great idea, Sean. We'll put it out to uh, all yeah. the viewers out there, all the listeners out there. If you have any cool catchphrases or, or uh, taglines that you think would be good for Fork Union, again, the ones we've been operating with so far have been Grind Now, Shine Later. That one's been kind of uh, the motto for almost 10 years now. Yeah, it's been um, a while. Don't hate us because you ain't us. Coach Schumann's famous one. Thank um, you, Meredith. Yeah, yeah right. all put that up on the whiteboard. We're like, maybe I have that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta have it. We got some more, but uh, I don't think they're meant to be put on wristbands, though. <laughs> so we'll have. So if you have one, leave a comment down below. Um, and if it's cool, we'll talk about it next week on the show. We may even turn it into a nice little wristband that you could buy. Uh, and, you know, again, if, if you have any other suggestions about how we can improve the show or, you know, if you just want to tell us that we're not good at this because we have yeah. our heads down. I, I tried, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the coughing, but yeah. I have a head on most of the time. <laughs> you got the posture right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess up every once in a while. Uh, but, again, we do appreciate all the support that we've been getting for the podcast. If you can't watch it on YouTube, be sure to check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a review. So that people know how awesome the show is and how much you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for any of the links for anything that we talked about social media wise, check the description down below. We'll have all the links there. And we will be back next week with another episode of Shooting Sense.